The Bastard Movie Archives with Andy and Max. Here you go. <clears throat> Good evening, folks, or I guess morning, probably around the time this launches. Max here. Just uh, since we're off this week, figured we'd let you all listen in on just a few random things that we like to talk about sometimes. One, uh, things that get edited out as we go along in the whole process. So this is pretty much just going to be called Things We Like. And we'll have no bearing, usually, on movies or anything like that. Just Andy and I talking about bullshit. So if you like listening to us talk and want to hear us talk about random crap, feel free to listen in. And uh, as always, we'll be back next week where we'll watch Caravan of Courage, otherwise known as an Ewok adventure. Shh, don't tell Andy about that. It's a surprise. I really wanted to surprise him with a Star Wars movie. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Enjoy. So that one's just the... the we can probably call that like Bastard Movie Archive Review showcase and then this is the podcast the aftermath we probably call it the podcast or aftermath or I'd probably call po- i like pod- well the other one's what's podcast. a good like what's a good term for drinking i like aftermath aftermath yeah i just like the term of like this is where you this the is hangover? essentially the, the hangover that's yeah. a good one except for we're drinking because we've had to deal <laughs> with the movie this is yeah this is the best oh one. hangover i like that yeah. that's good that's all right I don't know. It's it's hard because I know I get now why you think that half the shit I write reminds you of Stephen King, mm-hmm. but I was kind of proud of the fact that <laughs> I didn't I didn't read Stephen King. That was just where I defaulted. Yeah, well, you know the the thing the thing about those books too is is just I, I going through his whole career since his career is so big. Yeah, like the things that I really like about him as he goes through his career are completely different. Right. Right. Because sometimes he really is like the coolest parts about him. Sometimes is the action and is, mm-hmm. and sometimes the coolest stuff about him is the characters. And then with the dark series, the, the dark towers, it, it's it's all about the world. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely him. I could see the Lovecraft stuff coming through. The the, the obviously that I think it's actually his most Lovecraftian because he's dealing with sort of things that are happening outside of time and mm-hmm. in between dimensions, dimensions in between dimensions, the void, the space between you know just taking abstract concepts and trying to turn them into like flesh and blood worlds that you can explore. Yeah. And, and later on they get into things that, that I think he wishes he would have started exploring in the earlier books. Like there's these things called thinnies where the world is sort of tearing itself apart. And if you touch them, you're like ripped apart into different worlds. And then they, they go on to, uh, they they go through the the world uh they or maybe they just hint at the world that that the mist is in where the mist is like right yeah you they, told me about yeah. that that it homages the world that the mist was and they actually the characters literally spend some time in the world of um of uh f- fuck what's the stand they spend some time in the world of the See, stand that was the only stephen king book i actually finished really i love the stand you love the stand. I love the stand. Well, Roland and his pals, <laughs> Roland and his gang, they they get off uh, they get off Blaine the Mono, yeah, uh, in Topeka, I think. Okay, and and they pick up a newspaper and and it and there it it's the world of the stand that they're mm-hmm. in, and they walk through it. Yeah, it was funny because I actually 
shit on that novel a lot. I have a lot of criticisms of that novel, but for some reason that was the only one that captured my attention long enough to finish. Because I, for some reason, I could never finish it. I just watched the TV movie. Yeah, and and I don't love it. And yeah, and like even his shorter stuff. I always just watch the movie adaptations of his, like Misery or uh, Cujo. Although Cujo, I will admit, I want to go back and reread because of the fact that it's from the point of view of the dog, and that's what makes it so fucked yeah. up. And I think the movie wasn't, I mean, obviously wasn't able to capture that as well, but that was a funny thing to me that I want to go back and reread that book. But uh, The Shining, I have no real reason to reread, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. There's a, from... there's a really good one called, I think it's called There Be Tigers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a short story, so it's it's easy to get through. But uh, it's it's like some rich guy in an office, and then uh, a kid tells him there's tigers in the bathroom or something. <laughs> and it's been a while since I've read it, but it was it was just really cool. And and he and he goes to the bathroom, and then tigers eat him. Yeah. End of story. Well, it's great. Yeah, I, I some of his short stories, even his short fantasy stories, are actually pretty good. Um, I just never got into, I never got into his novels and I guess that was it was it's which is funny because I grew up I grew up on Lovecraft oh you know what you might really like of his of his stories is I th- it's called uh Duma Key oh I've heard of Duma Key it's yeah. newer it came out in the in the 2000s yeah like later it's 2000s, real recent that is that post yeah. accident is that after oh his car accident? definitely post yeah. accident I mean a uh, half the Dark Tower series is post accident yeah well I know that but I'm sure he had those things outlined but uh Duma Key uh yeah it's just it's like a rich retiree in a Florida Key and and he's and he's just trying to be a retired guy mm-hmm. and then he's got this crazy past and then there's all this haunted shit and the cool thing is is it, you, you can really see it's from the perspective like his main character is a very successful wealthy older guy just trying to find some peace <laughs> right which sounds like what Stephen King is trying to do a little mm-hmm. bit it just it just comes from a very like honest place okay and then shit is it's it's just like a real slow grind of uh he paints things and they come to life kind of so it's like it's like a reverse of pickman's model where he's making paintings and sculptures based off of things that he's taken pictures of even though people think these things are incomprehensible yeah it's yeah but it's yeah yeah, he's getting like obsessed with these paintings and he's never been like into painting and like the better Mm -hmm. he gets and the more he learns and then he you know maybe causes some deaths on accident and then has to deal with this old tribal shit that he finds in this black sludge oh that's pretty cool yeah that's actually i'd be interested in that just have you seen the beyond i can't remember if i showed you the beyond fulci's the beyond Mm -mm. no okay because there's two one there's from beyond which was Stuart gordon's adaptation of Lovecraft's like incomplete short story mm-hmm. where he adds a bunch of weird fetish sex shit to it for no reason. <laughs> well, you've seen Reanimator, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so Reanimator, the Lovecraft story, doesn't have any of the weird sex stuff. It's just, it's just, I'm a medical student <laughs> and I'm rooming with this really fucking weird guy named Herbert West. Right. Um, and it kind of goes through the story about how he helped him, but like, of course, Stuart Gordon's got to have like the decapitated head going down on the girl and stuff and add all this weird <laughs> fucking shit. Um, and go way more like Lovecrafty, like in terms of like Cthulhu shit, like, like where out, tentacles start coming out. out. Lovecrafting yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what he does with From Beyond is where like when he's trying to ex- like he's trying to go beyond human human uh, uh, experience. So so it it gets all sexy where they have these weird like penile things coming out of their heads okay. and stuff but uh but that's so Stuart Gordon for some reason always has to make it like an LCD or LSD like sex trip but The Beyond by Fulci is literally all about like 
this painter who like tapped into this world they kill and then like this people these people later on buy this house and go into it and like it literally opens another world into into this crazy alternate dimension it's like one of the best b movies but b movie adaptations of lovecraft where just they wind up in the world he painted at the end where they all just wind up in this other dimension that's full of like an endless like worldscape of bodies half buried in the sand screaming and stuff it's so good it's such a good movie and it's the only movie i've ever seen where the doctor like when the girl there's a little girl that goes along with them that eventually becomes a zombie <laughs> and you're always a suspect that she's going to be a zombie, but you're not quite sure. Yeah. And when she turns into a zombie, the doctor who's like running around with the girl fucking doesn't think twice. Like the moment she just goes, Bleh! and the guy just turns and blows <laughs> literally like a fucking plate shaped hole in this girl's head. Like it's the most bloody, like, Bleh! like headshot. <laughs> and he doesn't think twice for a minute. Like you would never see that in a Hollywood movie. He just turns around and blows her head off. <laughs> It's fucking amazing. Like, he doesn't give a shit about killing kids. He's, like, totally just like, nope, yeah, that's evil. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. It's so good. Um, let me have just a little bit more of this brownie before we get started. Yeah, that's fine. I'm... I'm, uh... I'm just checking my football. My team's playing right now. Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a it's been a rough. It's been a rough year. It's so weird that you're a cheesehead. Why? I don't you know. I just wouldn't Maybe that's just judgy of you. (laughs) 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 Um You're not wrong. (laughs) No, it it just I don't know, it's it seems you just don't seem like the type to enjoy football. Oh, oh, well, that's just football. For some reason, I thought I'd be, like, a fan of a, another team instead of a cheesehead. No, 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 no. But, yeah, no, football, yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I could see that. I mean, I I mean, I mean, played it for years. Yeah. And I had to, so I, it was a big part of my life when I was a kid. And I was a gearhead, too. It was, like, motorcycles and stuff. And yeah. And a lot, so, yeah. I, I don't know. People definitely are surprised when they find out that I watch football. I mean, more power to you. Football's pretty popular, so I hear. <laughs> right. I did. I remember one time I, um, I, <laughs> I had a, I think it was on my birthday and there was a bunch of football games going on. This was a few years ago. And Brian had just got me Andre Tarkovsky's, um, uh, Sculpting in Time, his book about filmmaking, the book that he wrote. Oh, okay. Which, which I prefer those kind of books over, like, technical manuals on filmmaking. It's more just the directors talking about their craft and what they try to do and what they think cinema's about. So um, so I was sitting there, and we were talking about some Tarkovsky films, but then as the football game came on, I started t- t- telling Brian about it, like, teaching him the breakdowns, like, how you can see, like, when they're falling into man coverage versus zone coverage. Like, you can see them called the blitz. And... Um, like different plays like yeah I was, I was pretty much just telling him kind of the chess part of football and one guy one guy who was sitting next to us just like looked at me and at the end of the night was like he's like i think you just broke my brain <laughs> he's like you have a book about russian cinema yeah and you're talking about football and you're wearing like a super nerdy doctor who shirt I mean, I think that's, I, I looked, uh, I had a bit of a look in college and, and I, I know a thing or two about firearms yeah. and that didn't mesh. Now I look a little bit more like a normal person. 
Like, I don't know. I, I, I had a, I had a look in college. Yeah, I don't know. That just wouldn't be something that... that and I, I was like a theater person and, you know. Right, right, right. We're all snowflakes. Yeah, we're... we're <laughs> many, many interests. We do different things. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, and actually, it's funny. I mean, growing up as a Green Bay fan, you know, with my dad from being from Wisconsin, it just was one of those things that, like, I can also kind of morally be okay with it, too. It's, like, one of those things that – because it's, it's old-school America. It's owned by the town. It's the only nonprofit team. It's all that shit. They don't – they're the only stadium left in the country that's not named after a bank or a fucking thing. I mean, it's kind of funny when you go to Green Bay. When I would go visit in Green Bay, it was insane. You would go there, like, imagine going to any city with a football stadium and there are these, like, giant monoliths. Yeah. Well, instead of a giant monolith in the middle of, like, New York City, it's a fucking town of 100,000 people with just a fucking football stadium. In the middle. Like, people walk. The team, the team player, like, on their, when they play home games, yeah. the school kids ride their bikes to the practice facilities and then they give their bikes to the players, and the players ride bikes. So it's guy, big guys in pads on like little kid bikes riding to the stadium. That's, that's very cool. That's how that. Yeah, you can't be in that town like if because the ta- the town finances that team. Like mm-hmm. it's people. They it's part of their tax brackets. They they give money to the team so they can raise money to like keep the stadium going because the NFL doesn't pay for that. All the NFL pays for is the players. They don't pay for any of the upkeep on the stadium. So the town has to do that. Yeah, and so. The town, like the players, all have to do like they all have super intense um, uh, charity projects that they hold there. They just it's, if you go to Green Bay, that's kind of you have to do that. So I don't know. I I feel better about liking a sport that could possibly have you, severe you repercussions. You don't to have health. to defend it, even. I mean, uh, I, I don't think. I guess I guess you do have to defend parts liking sports you, around some people. Well, no parts. I parts of it legitimately require overhaul and over like goodell is a fucking monster and the things that 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 those that people get away with are is is terrible and that's another problem that green bay has they had they've cut a lot of talented players because because they're criminals because the town like will just reject them outright like the team can't like those other teams you like vic or something where you have like the dog thing and they don't give a fuck but like if you're in small town wisconsin you can't just go around shooting guns like one guy was firing guns and had to like they, the NFL mandated that he was like had to go to anger management, and they got cut from the team because the people were like, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> so <laughs> that sounds like a good way to do things, though. That sounds better. Yeah, and they're super health conscious too, which I like. In Wisconsin, of all places. Yeah, well, with football, the team oh, okay. and the management core there is very like, if there's a risk, they 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 tend to like not play players that other teams would probably play because mainly concussion risks and stuff like that. Things that are like really bad that. That the NFL should deal with and needs to deal with. It's my favorite subject. It's football. It's football. And, and I just think there's like beating wives and getting away with it and being suppressed by the NFL and like it's fucked the concussion. Up. Yeah, like there's there's some shit that the NFL needs mm-hmm. to deal with and figure their shit out because it's real bad. So here's a, here's a little voiceover trick for you. Is um, I don't have any green apples and I've got like I've got. That lip smacky sound. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm eating a brownie that Joe is nice enough to make for me, and uh, I just have a shot glass half full of uh, lemon juice. And if I drink a little bit of that and swish it around in my mouth, it makes all that nastiness go away. Ah, 
No more clickies. Wow. That's. Yeah. How many people know that one? They know the green apple trick. That's an old trick, but. <clears throat> Interesting. The lemon, the lemon juice gets rid of it almost as well. Yeah. Or like citrus or something? It like does something to the pH in your mouth or some shit? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Let's uh, let's 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 start this. Let's watch this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 